0: following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information visit livingwatersmn.org We're talking this month. René kicked off a sermon last or a series last month about the glory of God and you got to understand that one of the most precious expressions of the glory of God are kids. You remember when the, the kids were declaring some things that the adults wouldn't about the Jesus Hosanna and they were shouting it and and the some of the adults especially the religious ones, were trying to quiet the kids down. This isn't even in my notes, but this is where the Lord's going to start us off. It, what it, And tried to quiet the kids down. And Jesus challenges them, and they said, no, let them, let them speak. If they don't say it, the rocks will cry out and declare it. And that's what. And, and then he goes on to say, "Except you be like a little child, you can't even see the kingdom of God, let alone experience it." So. So as I said, Renee kicked, did a great job of kicking kicking off uh, a series we're going to be doing over who knows how long on the glory of God, and uh, she drew a good distinction, and drew attention to the fact that there is a glory that is not God's. There is a glory that belongs to man. In fact, there's a lot of other glories. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But she drew a distinction between that which is the glory of man and that which is the glory of God. And there is a difference. In fact, in many ways, the kingdom of God is an upside-down kingdom because it isn't very impressed with the glory of man. I would like to just have a little interactive time here, what are some of the things that, we, that pe- humanity and the world and sometimes even in the church, what are some of the things that are intrinsic, new word that Renee introduced uh, last week, and we're going to talk about that too, uh, that are intrinsic to the glory of man or to man. What are some of the attributes that we tend to celebrate? Strength. Strength. Wealth. What was that over here? Look, appearance. Intelligence. Power. What was that? Reason. Someone said something right here. Courage. Yeah, royalty or, yes. Good. Anyone else? Influence, creativity, prosperity, Prosperity. expertise, skills, excellence, humor, (laughs) what do you mean by that, (laughs) anything else? Say that again. Certainty. Certainty, Certainty or tend, uh, dependability. Yes. Popularity. That's an ex- pretty exhaustive list. And the reality is that none of those things in and of themselves are bad if they have the touch of God on them. And all of those things we can possess I'm going through the list in my mind I want to make sure I'm making a safe statement those things that we listed that can have the touch of God on them and have the glory of God attached to them see one of the things that was mentioned is intelligence and we, need, we sometimes feel like, well, if I'm a believer, I walk by faith, not by sight. And so I don't use my mind. Our mind is a wonderful computer and creation of God. It just needs to be sanctified. And so it is with the many attributes and skills and gifts and talents that God gives us. They just need to be sanctified. They just need to have the touch of God on them and to have, them, have him be the motive for the expression of those things. Did you notice that of that list, almost all of them are outward activities rather than inward characteristics? And it has much, they tend to, and the glory of man has much more to do about the outward, the body of man, rather than it does the soul or the spirit. Now, that's not totally true, but in The cases that we listed, most of them are reflected or shown outwardly. Renee said this last week. She said, The glory of God is who he is, it is his very nature. And it is intrinsic, it is intrinsically him. And she taught us that word, which just means that simply uh, the glory of God reflects who God is, it isn't separate from him. What is the intrinsic nature of the ocean? Water. Water. Wet. Wet. Salty. Powerful. Do you know that the ocean has a glory? It does. You don't believe me. But it does. By the way... That old oak tree out there has a glory. It's I'll be honest with you, it is hard for me to see it go. And I know it's going it has to, and I'm not saying we shouldn't. I know we need to. But there is a glory on that tree. There is. You're looking at me, funny. We've loaned this land about 24 years. I can tell you this that tree's been here a lot longer. Could you put up that scripture uh, from First Corinthians fifteen, thirty nine through forty one? All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish. Hold it right there for a minute. How many of you know that a dog has its own glory? And a cat has a different glory. How many of you know that your dog, if it spends a lot of time around you, like in your house, And in your bed, your dog begins to think it's human. And so do you. Just kidding. Now, cats, on the other hand, they know they're not human. They think they're God. (laughs) Come on. Think about it. Have you ever met a cat? And it's like. (laughs) Yeah. But they do. And they do each have their unique intrinsic nature. Their intrinsic glory. That defines who they are. If I told you that. When I was growing up, around our dinner table, we would set a dog up on the table, and he would eat with us and converse with us. You know that's not true. Why? Because he's of a different nature. He's of a different um, flesh. He, 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 he has a glory that is unique to dogs, but it's not the glory of man. Okay, let's read on. And another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies that... But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. We had a discussion at our Connect group about whether this heavy, beautiful, white snow on a pine tree is pretty. Some thought, oh, it's really pretty. Others thought, I don't know, it's hard on trees for one thing. But there is a glory in nature. We, last time I preached, I think we talked about the beauty of sunsets and sunrises and all of that. And there is a glory. I believe that one, I, I think the sunrises and sunsets are getting more glorious. I really do. And I suppose they've always, maybe I'm just seeing it, but oh my goodness, such beauty, such color. And there's a glory about that. Okay, let's continue. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another in glory. Not only is there a glory in the sun and a glory in the moon, but there is a glory in stars in general. But then each star has its own unique glory. By the way, that word glory in the original is the same word we use for the glory of God. Which, by the way, in your Bible, I suppose it would depend on your translation. But in my Bible, the glory of God, the word glory is not capitalized. The word God is. But it's the same word in the original language. And it has to do with that intrinsic nature. How many of you know there is a big difference between the sun and the moon? Even that is fun to enjoy. The moon, I mean. So when we talk about glory and the glory of God, we are talking about the intrinsic nature of God. Do you remember, and Renee referred to it last week, do you remember when Moses said to God, show me your glory, and God said, no, it isn't happening, it wouldn't be healthy for you. You can see my back, which I believe is how Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, by the way. He in an instant, saw where God had been. I believe at that very moment, he received a download. I've had that happen, driving through a stoplight, and all of a sudden, in the time it took to go through the light, I get a spiritual impression. And all of a sudden, I know something. I think we've all had that, not always driving. Sometimes I've gone, through light and had the impression, that was red. <laughs> and in case I missed it, my wife will tell me, huh, that was red. That wasn't even pinkish, yellowish, that was red. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. But the reality is, in a split second, the unseen, even as we heard of, uh, prophetically this morning in poem, the unseen can all of a sudden just be so real to us and an an impression or a truth or a reality, or it can happen reading a scripture, maybe one you've read many times before, and all of a sudden, boom, it hits you, and that is uh, what I believe happened to Moses when he was hidden in the cleft of the rock, and he God walked by, but as God walked by, he declared some things, and he declared, remember the question from Moses was, show me your glory, and I believe what God really said is, no, you can't look at it, because it's too brilliant, but you can hear it, so as God walks by, and I didn't give you the scriptures, don't even worry about it, Hillary, or uh, Lindsay, Knowing you since you were a little girl. (laughs) And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed. This is what God said in answer to Moses' request, show me your glory. You want my glory? Okay, you can't look at it. But I'm going to hide you in the cleft of the rock and you can hear it. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the Father upon the children and the children's children to the third and to the fourth generation." So Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. Do You want to know what the glory of God is like? I just read you a list. From the mouth of God himself in the scriptures. In answer to the request, show me your glory. It is the nature. It is the intrinsic nature of God. It is who he is. Last week, Renee ended in the Gospel of John and chapter 17, the prayer of Jesus. And I'd like you to turn there because I want to pick up there. I want to continue there. She ended with verse chapter, uh, uh, verse 4 of chapter 17. Jesus praying, by the way, John chapter 17 is what I believe the Lord's prayer, more so than our, our Father who art in heaven, even though that's a way to pray and that's okay that we sometimes recite it. But this whole chapter is in red because it was the prayer of Jesus to his Father. Even as he's preparing to go to the cross. And verse 4 is what Renee left us with. I have glorified you on the, the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And if you read all throughout the prayer. He's basically saying. I did what you sent me to do. And it was to make you known. To make your glory known. We've, we've beheld the, uh, the, the only begotten of the Father. The scripture says. He looked just like his daddy, and he carried the glory of God. Title of this message this morning is Carriers of the Glory of God, and you are one. You might not feel like one. You might look in a mirror and feel like you don't see a halo. That's okay. We don't either. On you, I mean. We know who you are. But you are a carrier of the glory of God. I want to I pick up the prayer of Jesus in this chapter in verse 20. Where he talks about you and I. I do not pray for those alone, but for also for those who will believe in me through their word. So this is for you and I. One of the things that I always marvel at is that 2,000 years, well, almost, it hasn't been, I know we throw that term around, it hasn't been 2,000 years yet, but in round terms, in in roughly 2,000 years, we're still here. We, uh, in our connect group on Friday night, have been going through the book of Acts. And we went through Acts chapter 5 where Gamaliel stands up when the Pharisees and Sadducees are pulling their hair out because these disciples are doing amazing miracles in the temple. And it's like, oh God, what do we do? And Gamaliel says, hey, (laughs) chill. If this is of God, you can't stop it. And if it's not of God, it won't last. And then he, he lists a number of men who had risen up over the years as false messiahs, which helps us understand a little bit why well, when this man Jesus came, they didn't think he was the one either because it was like they had seen so many come and go. But Ganael says, if this is of God, you cannot stop it. And you'll end up fighting against God. So guess what? You all this morning are evidence. It was of God. We're almost 2,000 years down the road. And hello, we're here. (laughs) These words of life are still being preached. This God is still being worshipped. This Jesus is still being proclaimed. It is of God. There might be young people in the room who who go through wrestlings of, what if this is all just fake? What if this is all just, what if, what if, what if? First of all, can I tell you that as a young person and even as a young believer, I had those same thoughts? In fact, I'll say this. As a young pastor, from time to time, those thoughts would come like, uh What if, what if, what if this is all just silliness? What if, what if this isn't real? But I don't have those thoughts anymore because I've seen God do too much in my life and in the lives of those around me. But they, but if you're here this morning, whether you're young or old and you're having those thoughts, it's okay. Work it out. Those thoughts do not scare me because I have confidence in God to prove himself faithful. But I can tell you this, it is real. But one of the evidences that it's real is we're here. This isn't just a new fad that popped on the scene this thing called church, this thing called the gospel, which, by the way, is preached all over the globe, is real. Isn't that awesome? Verse 20. Well, I do not pray for Wow. for these alone, but also for those who will... Believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. We need to understand. So, so well, I'm going to read a little further. Verse 22. And the glory which you gave me, Jesus speaking now, I have given to them. Who's them? You. Those who would believe. That they may be one just as we are one. Do you know that oneness is a big thing to God? Do you know that I believe? Hmm. Thinking if this is theologically sound enough to say, but I think it is. I believe the glory of the Father without the glory of the Son and the glory of the Holy Spirit is incomplete. Hmm. I believe that God is so amazing that it takes three to represent Him. And I believe that the glory of God, which is upon, was upon Jesus and, and now upon you and I, is represented best, not in, our, not in one person, but us. Behold, look around the room. Everyone take a look around the room. You can stand up and look if you want to. Behold the glory of God. See the glory of God in one another. We heard prophetically in, this, in the poems this morning about your story. Behold the stories that are in this room that carry the glory of God. I know some of your stories, but most of you I don't know. And even that that I do know of those who I think I know, I don't know. And you don't know my story. You've known and watched a good part of it, but you don't know my whole story. You don't know the challenges that I've faced I don't know the challenges that you face, but I do know this, that all of those things work to put the glory of God in you and to build the glory of God in you. You might be here this morning and you might be going through it. The Bible tells us that we move from glory to glory, and I'm not going to have time to get there in Scripture, but it's 1 Corinthians chapter, 2 Corinthians, whatever it is. Chapter 5, I believe. What's my point? My point is, you are a carrier of the glory of God. And sometimes we become so accustomed to it that we don't recognize who we are and we don't recognize what we carry. You are a significant individual. And, this, and I'm not here this morning to pump you up. I'm here to pump up the reality of the Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. It isn't about you, but it is about you because you're the container. You're the Ark of the Covenant. You are the one who is carrying the one who is glorious. And that makes you Glorious. You are so glorious that you are a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. And those attributes that we read about the glory of God that God recited to Moses, you now carry those. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. You now carry the love of God. You now carry the gentleness of God. You now carry a joy that's unspeakable. You now carry a kindness. This is real to me. If you had known the unsaved me, you would not have liked me. I can promise you that. And you might be sitting there saying, we're not that impressed with you as it is now. <laughs> and that's all fine, but, but just understand this. I'm growing. And there will be a better version of me next year, so stick around. <laughs> And there will be a better version of you. Why? Because we're being transformed from glory to glory. From one level of His glory to another. But we are growing. And the stuff we go through causes us to grow. In the glory of God. We sang that song this morning that encapsulates the scripture of what I have come to call the, div- the divine exchange. The beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. There is a divine exchange that shed, where I get to shed the glory of man and I get to take on oh, the glory of God. The exhortation this morning was to share your story, and the reason that it's important that you share your story is because it's full of the glory. Someone's been messing with my pages. that the world may believe that you sent me. One of the things I want to suggest that causes us not to recognize the glory we walk in is because not everybody likes it. The Apostle Paul said it this way, you have an odor about you. And to some it is the fragrance of life, but to others it is the fragrance of death. That's the glory. But you and I ought not to base our perception on what we carry based on people's opinion. Especially out there. Because the fact that people may not fully recognize what you carry or appreciate what you carry does not in any way diminish what you carry. Renee last week said this. The glory of man is fleeting. The glory of God is fixed. In other words, it's, it's stable. It's, it is established and that's it. Well, guess what? The glory that's on your life is established. And it is what it is. And people's opinions do not change it. And we need to know that. And we need to understand that if the world doesn't believe. In verse um, in verse 21 it said that the world may believe. In verse 23 it says that the world may know that you sent me. The glory of God makes it much easier for you and I to be one. The glory of God makes it a lot easier to be married and to become one with your wife. I'm a way better husband when I've had time with Jesus. And and if my wife was here, she would Agree and admit she's a way better wife when she gets her time with Jesus. Do you remember when Moses went up on the mountain and he came down and his face shined with the glory of God? But he realized, and, and so it really impressed the people. So he had their ear. And they revered him and respected him. And, but he realized the glory began to fade. So he put a veil over his this is scripture. He put a veil over his face so the people wouldn't know that the glory is fading. Apostle Paul picks that up in, I believe it's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and he makes it clear that we can't, uh, we don't have to put a veil over our face. The kids are going to join us in a minute because I have help preaching today. You might be here this morning and you might be in a place where you're in between two glories because we go from glory to glory, but you might have just lost a former glory, glory and you're not yet to the new place that God is taking you. I've got some help as I said today to help me preach the gospel. Verse 23 I and them and you and me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Did you hear that? That you have loved them. Jesus speaking, that you have loved them as as you have loved me. How many of you, if you were to honest, would say you love your kids but not so much others people's kids? <laughs> Come on. But God the Father says, <laughs> I love my kid, but I also love my kids by adoption. Here's the amazing thing. I believe he loves those who aren't yet believers in that same way. you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.